Welcome to the Sunday Run Podcast. Remember to like, follow, share, do all of that. It really helps us out. Also, if you haven't checked out last week, we had Blake Pavey on. He's actually hilarious. Go check it out. Great on your runs. Great to sit down and watch while you're having breakfast. Great to fall to sleep too. So appreciate the support. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sunday Run Podcast. It's been a while since we've had a one-on-one and it's just you and I. I'm in your ears. You're out running. You're out doing something. We've got the next, you know, 30 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes to just hang out together. So thanks for joining. Um, The podcast's been going really well lately. We did an episode the other day and it got to the 11th on the charts, which is elite. Um, That's that's so good. We're just a, we're a two-man band. Me and Kaylin just sit here. I do the podcast, he sits behind the camera and we just get it done. So thanks so much for tuning in. I want your input though. I need your help with this. I want to get more guests on. I want to get more people involved. As I'm sure most of you know, I'm not like the most like I, I don't know that much. I, I don't know that much about running, to be honest. I, I'm not like watching running as a sport. I'm not like that interested in, you know, the world marathon series or or anything like that. So if you have anyone specific you want me to get on, then please let me know. Obviously, a lot of our listeners are just kind of, well, like you're like me, you know, we just like kind of run for the feeling of it, not for the sport of it. But if you have anyone specific you want me to get on, then please let me know. I just did my first trail run. While this weekend or this past weekend, I just did a 22.6 kilometer trail run with Hugh and Charlie. Um, it was hard probably didn't give it the respect it needed, which is fine. I think that's a good way to go about going into a run sometimes. I had absolutely absolutely no idea what to expect and it certainly felt like that. We Charlie has a house um, kind of down that way in, in Torquay Way and we went and stayed there. Um, his mum was awesome. She cooked us up like this huge carby dinner. We slept there the night before, went to the race. It was like an 11 a.m. start, feeling really good, like pretty good last-minute prep, all things considered. We got in there, did the run, um, and the first kind of 500 to like maybe a kilometre was sand. So you're running on sand, and I felt like a racehorse. I don't know if if anyone who knows racing, um, there's a – I think it's like for Magic Millions, they do like a Gold Coast race, and they they run them along the beach. And I felt like I was in the Magic Millions kind of um, show race. Uh, So, yeah, I felt like Glenn Boss was on my back. But he wasn't – so we started off – Sand, really hard, calves killing, heart rate spiked. So heart rate was at like 180 from the get-go, which for those that don't know, it's really not ideal. Okay, you, you don't want your heart rate at 180. That's like, that's the last, you know, kilometre of a marathon is when your heart rate should be at 180. So that was interesting. Uh, myself, Hugh and Charlie all said, right, we've got to pull our heart rates back. But after the beach, there was like this, it was, mate, it was like three kilometres of this Mount Everest-like hill. So we climbed that. Obviously, heart rate bloody creepy up to 185 at that point. Um, anyway, we got to the top of that hill. We were able to, like, pull it back a little bit, take some deep breaths, and I think get the heart rates down a little bit. Uh, sweating profusely, feeling intense. Uh, but, yeah, so we got through. So Hugh came into the run pretty injured as is like he had a pretty bad knee his hip flexor was cooked as his calves he was just cooked because he did this 24-hour run for charity obviously had him on the podcast um where he did a lap of a park in melbourne every hour for 24 hours which 
is pretty ridiculous if you think about it, like in terms of when your body cools down versus how you can eat. And it's like cooked his body to an extent. He raised like 25 grand, I think, something like that. So worth it. But um, yeah, he came in very injured. So we were running along. Charlie was a little bit sore from the marathon as well. Had a bit of a knee, also like really bad um, blisters on his feet. And 13 Ks in, we were running along another ridiculous stretch of beach and Huey just like, he just disappeared. He kind of turned around. I was like, oh shit, where's Hugh? <laughs> so it was like he just got shot or something. Um, anyway, he was okay. He, um, he, his knee was pulling up sore on the beach, which then affected his hip flexor, which apparently he has pulled. So he's literally done his hip flexor. Uh, but so he managed to get through the race. Uh, so did Charlie and I. Hugh like crawled through in the end, still did a pretty impressive time. Charlie and I got through pretty well and it was just all around really fun. I always thought like I'd just do like one marathon and then kind of hang the boots up, but obviously that's not happening. Now I just did a half marathon, which was a trail. And it was so cool to see like there's different ways you can run. There's different ways you can do this stuff and you should be changing it up, which is going to go nicely into my topic for today, which is going to be like how to get through running slumps. Um, I'll talk about that in a little bit. I'll just keep on the trail run stuff. But generally speaking, you need to start diversifying your running. It's it's interesting because like, yeah, when, when you first start out, it's like you just want to get fit and, and enjoy it. And then when you do get fit, like when you get to the point running a half marathon isn't much of a big deal, which I'd say I'm at now, which I'm very like happy about. You can really start changing it up and, and doing some fun things. You can start pushing for quick times on 10Ks. You can, you know, go for a half marathon run and allow yourself to like chill out and walk a little bit in between because you don't really care about the time at that point. So it was a, a really nice way to change it up. And um, yeah, it's made me like so much more driven and so much more excited about my running. So if you're like, listening to this and you're starting out running this is what you have to look forward to and i promise you it's really worth it i know it sounds like a nutcase runner but i promise you it's gonna be worth it i had a question i obviously put out a q a thing um and jamie vo says what was your preparation like for your trail run the other day so my preparation was not great like we took a how long did we take we took a week to decide. So we literally, I got told about the run a week before. I messaged the boys, said, hey, should we do it? They said, yep, let's do it. And that was our preparation. Obviously, stayed off the beers, um, did what I could in terms of like running stuff. I, I did a, a longer run on the Tuesday, which I think was 15Ks from memory. I did another one that was 8Ks the next day. And then I did another one that was 3Ks. I think it all came up to about 23Ks or so. Uh, so yeah. That was my preparation, not ideal preparation, but I just got K's in the legs. And then my recovery was about 120 beers that night, <laughs> which I'm still feeling now. So um, not ideal preparation, not ideal recovery. But if you do the body of work, you know, months prior, you're generally going to get through okay. So it's quite an interesting one. And, and my recovery after the race was interesting in that I I have had no niggles. Like I have had my calves are sweet. My back's good. Like my quads, my everything is fine. Um, my brain was a little bit sore after, you know, drinking some alcohol, but um, that's the price you pay, isn't it? So yeah, all in all trail running. It's really cool. It's, uh, it's an exciting time and 
it's actually made me really excited for like like potential. Like if you're listening to this, like think about how far you could go with that. I've got a drone. I've got a relatively steady income and I've got the ability to pack up and go anywhere I want in the world with not much holding me back. So you think that through and you tell me some good ideas. What runs the next? Great question. Thanks for asking. Um, I don't know at this stage. Like, I just want to, you know, keep chipping away. Obviously, I want to do the Melbourne Marathon, which is going to be um, in October, I believe. I'll do that alongside my great friends at Brooks. Um, I'll do... I think there was, like, Run for the Kids was one as well. Uh, and so, all, all those sorts of things. But I want to start changing it up more and do, like, get on this circuit of, of trail runs. I felt a huge sense of camaraderie with Charlie and Hugh um, chopping through the, the the trail run. And there was a point there where I was, you know, on that trail run running next to Charlie. We were in the absolute hurt house. And I turned to Charlie. I was like, look at us, mate. Like, after we did the marathon, I didn't think we'd be back here this quickly. And sure enough, we are back in the hurt house running next to each other. So, yeah, I'd say next kind of runs are going to be those um, more trail runs. Uh the beauty of the trail running thing, sorry, this is like one of the last things I'll say on it, but the beauty of the trail running thing is that it kind of feels like a game of footy for me. And for those that don't know, I was signed to play at Wangaratta this year. Um, all this running stuff happened and essentially like it just doesn't make sense for me to keep playing footy when I'm so reliant on my body at the moment. Um, and I've really missed it, to be honest. Like I've, I've missed footy a lot. Uh, it's been a tough decision and... You know, it's almost like an identity crisis to an extent. But put all that behind me and doing trail runs, it's a little bit like playing footy. You're in a team, change the narrative from me to we, and you're good to go. Got some travel coming up this year. In fact, I've got some travel coming up pretty soon. Um, just before this podcast, I jumped on, I messaged the right people, said, can I talk about it? And I haven't gotten a response from one. The other one said no. So that's all I got for this segment. Uh, but just know that, uh, yeah, I've got some like really big travel plans coming up. I am, I'm low-key doing a world tour <laughs> with no fans. So um, if you see me in a city or a state near you, come say g'day. I'm sure you'll see my Instagram stories. But yeah, I'll have lots of correspondence on that before I leave and, and before we get into it. So topic one today is going to be how to get through running slumps. Running slumps are pretty annoying. They're quite easy to identify and everyone goes through them, whether you're a professional, whether you're just a hobby runner or you're just starting out. I guarantee you are going to go through a running slump. What we need to stop is that running slump being something to, that just stays with you forever. Like, I don't want you to go through a running slump and then, like, that's done for running. Because they're really easy to work through and you just need to figure out a few things. And that's what I'm going to talk about in this podcast. There's a good chance if you're listening to this, you might have seen the title, which will probably have something to do with running slumps. But there's a good chance you're in one right now. So just listen in and, and hopefully I can help you out along the way. I'll talk about my running slumps. I, um, I kind of started taking running seriously at the start of this year, so it hasn't been too long. Um, prior to that, I did a little bit of running, but I'd always go in and out. And the reason I'd go in and out is because I would get a slump, I'd give up, and then I'd just go on with life normally, which was without running. And then almost something bad or something negative, or I'd, I'd have a negative mental kind of space in my life, and then I'd pick up running again and 
you know, the cycle continues. This time I've managed to stick with it, even though I've had running sumps. And that's mainly because I'm known as the running guy uh, to some people. Obviously not a very good one, but to some people I'm known as that. So yeah, my running sumps have been interesting. And it's also been interesting in that like my mental state is very relevant to how like well or, or how badly I run. Um, let's say for instance, you know, issues with a girl. Uh, like I'll run faster, I'll run pretty hard, but then at the same time, it's not like that positive. Um, I don't know, it's kind of hard to explain. Whereas like a running stunt will happen almost when I get too comfortable, like things are going really well in life. It's like, ah, I I can't be bothered running. I can probably get away with just hitting the gym and running is just like a side piece to that. So how my mental is versus how I run is a very relevant kind of, you know, like equation. but yeah, let's get into, into the slump and understanding the slump. A common cause of a slump is burnout, injury, lack of progression, or just boredom. So if you can identify what that is, I'd say a lot of people, it's it's like boredom or lack of progress. Those are really common ones because the second you start stop progressing, it's like, ah, oh, well, I'm not going to keep chasing that time. And then the other thing is like boredom. It's like if you're going, just going out, you're doing the same track every time, you're listening to the same songs every time, there's no, like you just, it's, it's too much effort for, for you to continue on. So your first step here is to identify the cause of your running slump. Once you can figure that out, well, then we can go into like how to go about it. So, I mean, setting a goal is always a way that's going to fix it. For instance, for me, it's like the trail running thing. Well, you know, I didn't know that you could do trail running. I didn't know you could actually have fun with running. I literally thought it just, it was always meant to suck. So it turns out you can actually have fun. So like if I've, I've now set a goal to have fun with running, <laughs> it's like, how easy does that have to be? So I might go for a, you know, 5k jog today at a six minute pace. As long as I'm having fun, well then that's a successful run. The other thing is like, a lot of people kind of get in this mindset of like this airy fairy world that it's like, always meant you're always meant to be motivated you're always meant to be really invested in it and you're always meant to be like just super on about it it's not the case you're gonna have to rely on discipline at some point i always get questions like motivation like how do you have so much motivation i don't and those who have listened they know that like i don't have motivation i have discipline and i'll set the days that i'm running and i'm gonna bloody do them whether I like it or not. So I'd say adopt that kind of mindset and and try and get through. The other thing is variety and cross-training. Okay, so like running, if you're doing it every single day or three times a week, you're probably going to get a little bit bored of it. Why don't you change it up? Get into swimming, go for a walk, you know, be be diverse with it and, and actually enjoy it. Um, like cycling is a really good one as well. Obviously, it's like a pretty high buy-in and that's like – Cycling's a really hard kind of, um, it's a hard thing to sell to people, essentially. I, I'd say that that's why my running stuff has gone relatively well online, is like the, the buy-in's so low. Like you can just get some shoes and go for a run. Doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl, like just get it on and get going. Anyone can do it pretty much. So that's the issue with cycling is it's, it's such a high buy-in. But figure something out, get into strength training, obviously swimming as well, but just try and diversify it a little bit. And you can have all of this aid to your final, you know, your final form, which is like being a really good runner. I'm blabbering on a little bit, but hopefully that's helping out a little bit. All in all though, running slumps are a pain and they're going to come. Like 
if you're running right now and and you're feeling like like if you're in your running mode at the moment and it feels elite you're like it's never going to come well it will come eventually but that's okay like you know what to do now like you know you need to diversify you know you need to keep it fun and i'd say boredom is the number one cause of running slumps so figure out how you can stop being bored um and that'll help a whole lot I was talking about it with Charlie the other night. We were out for dinner. Um, he, I ran my marathon with him, obviously, just did the trail run as well. And he was saying how he really changed the connotation of running from me to we. It really, like, resonated with me in that it becomes a – like, stop thinking of running as a an individual sport. Like, think of it as a team. And if you can get your team and you can make it a team, you're going to have so much more fun. Like, it will be so much better, infinitely better. Um, you know, doing this marathon, like – that was 100% a team effort. I have no idea how I could do that on my own. Doing the trial run, 100% a team effort. Every, every you know, 20 metres, someone's checking in on each other. There's three of us, so it's like, oh, you know, you're good. Do you need more gel? Do you need more water? Like, that makes it so much more fun. And then you cross the line, that makes it even better. And then you have a beer together after, that makes it, like, 10 times better. So, um, yeah, I'd really uh, recommend looking into finding some running friends or or whatever that's the beauty of these communities as well is like we can create communities and i've probably been a bit slack on it it's it's really hard to do to be honest like showing up every sunday or or you know going out and getting a group together and making sure we all run together but it's something i'm going to work on and it's something you should get involved in as well i've been getting a lot of questions lately saying how are you like really like deep questions like mate how are you how are you really <laughs> and I understand why because you know all this like there's always lots going on there's all this different stuff and I really appreciate the questions and, and the care especially I am really good like I've never been better I've got the best people around me at the moment I've got like the best team the best family the best friends like I could not complain one bit I think like fitness and, and stuff like my from from that perspective my body's never been better um, and I hope that's transferring onto the screen. My, my content's a hard one because I'll, I'll let you in on a secret, actually. Um, with content, it's all about how you look, yeah? And believe it or not, like, for those that are listening and, and you're in the content game, summer, you're tanned, you're lean, you're relatively jacked. It is so easy to make content that hits an algorithm. Winter, especially in Melbourne you're like personally i'm like very i'm so I, I get so pale i'm blue um it's like you put on a little bit of extra fat you're wearing kind of long sleeve clothes all the time it's a lot harder to hit algorithms and all of that so from a content perspective it might not look like i'm doing as well but i promise you in the background at home around my friends and family i've never been better i'm in such a good state at the moment and i really appreciate everyone asking me and, and checking in on me because um, I don't know if it seems like I'm not doing so great, but mate, I actually love life. Like, I've got so many exciting things to come. We've got a huge Q and A section today. I want to chop through it. Let's 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 <laughs> see how we go here. Someone's Tom Close said, currently running in volleys. What beginner sneakers should I look at, mate? Running in volleys is wild. I reckon you've got about three runs, and then your shins are going to go. Shoes in general are really important. It's probably the thing you should spend the most on with running other than like a smartwatch, I'd say. But shoes are going to help you a whole lot 
um, prevent you from injury, obviously. They're going to make you faster. And in general, like good kit is going to make motivate you a whole lot more. When people ask me, I should have mentioned this in the slump question, like if you're in a slump, buy some new clothes. If you can afford it, buy some new shoes, buy some new clothes, kit yourself out, feel a whole lot better. What shoes should you get? Okay, so I'm sponsored with Brooks. Let me just like preface this by I'm sponsored. I'm obviously only going to say Brooks. I actually have no idea about any other shoe brands because like I'm not that invested into the, the shoe world. All I know is every single pair of Brooks I've ever worn feels elite. I've got a example for you, real world example. Hugh and Charlie, I organized for them to get some new Brooks trail running shoes for the trail run we did. They had never worn them before. And the number one rule on race day is don't try anything new. They put brand new shoes on. They'd never worn them before and they both got through absolutely fine. You do that with any other uh, shoe brand, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. So Brooks, always the way to go. Uh, now, which Brooks should you get? Often, like for, for general running, the Brooks Ghosts are elite. Like Brooks Ghosts, they just, they can do everything and I absolutely love them. For like longer distance, you know, like a bit more cushy, maybe a bit more bounce, um, the Glycerin, they're elite as well. And then if you want to get into the faster stuff, check out the um, the Hyperium Elite or the – what was the other ones? I've forgotten the name of the other ones. But anyway, check out Brooks. I promise you they are really good. Get away from those volleys. Um, you're going to need a whole lot more support than that. Any tips or advice for preparing for the Gold Coast Half Marathon? Hmm. Half marathons are interesting. I remember my first half marathon, I was really nervous if I was going to be able to get through it. I was like, oh no, like what if, what if I can't make it? I have to walk home. What if, you know, I do this, that, that was the Melbourne half marathon last year. And <laughs> it was not an issue at all, to be honest. Like I'd done a fair bit of training for it. But I ran like a 424 pace half marathon, heart rate through the roof, but got it done very easily. I promise you, you're going to be all right. You just need to be making sure you're doing a good training block. Give yourself two or three months if possible. I don't know when the Gold Coast Marathon is. I think it's very soon. But generally speaking, like it's all about the the months you do leading up to it. You don't have to be training super hard. You just need to be building up that aerobic base and that'll kick in in the, in the last bit. In terms of nutrition, before the race, I'd say two days before you want to start carb loading, um, this is especially for the longer marathons, but you should do this for your half as well. It's good practice regardless. Um, carb loading is interesting because you're just trying to pump your body full of carbs and then on race day you feel pretty heavy, but you get through and you don't hit a wall. Uh, so I think for the marathon I had like 600 grams of carbs the day before my run, which is a heap of carbs. But figure out how you can get carbs in. I'm talking pasta. I'm talking rice bubbles. I'm talking LCM bars, just pumping them. Obviously, a lot of electrolytes as well. Salt is really good. Look into your salts. And then day of the race, you know, big breakfast, um, big carby breakfast like oats, um, rice bubbles or something like that. A lot of salts and then get into your run. You'll be sweet. Have a gel or two. Um, but yeah, good luck and good luck to anyone running uh, in the Gold Coast Marathon. I think it's very soon. Tips for better slash quicker recovery for three plus sessions of running per week. So, so quick recovery... Like in, in terms of, I feel like there's, there's two different kind of recovery. So first one would be like 
after a game of footy, it's like I always get asked, how, how do you recover as quick as possible? My first thing to say is like, firstly, sleep and, and diet, obviously. But thirdly, get moving. If you can go for a walk after a game or the next day, um, you are going to feel infinitely better. Whereas for this, it's like you want to recover as quick as possible for three sessions a week. It's all about your sleep and all about your diet. High protein, make sure you're um, supplementing right in terms of magnesium, like daily like vitamins and all that. I'd look into those. Um, and then, yeah, your sleep. If you're not sleeping well, game over. So check those things out. Another question here, do you have a girlfriend? No, I don't have a girlfriend. However, I just got told by producer Keelan that it's actually the Taylor... Did the Taylor Swift tickets come out today, mate? Pre-sale of Taylor Swift announced today. So my tip for you, and this is what I'm going to do, buy two tickets. I don't have a girlfriend at the moment, but if you just buy two tickets now, then like you're setting yourself up for the future, okay? So for those that don't know, um, uh, Taylor Swift, she should be paying us actually. And, and buy your tickets. And then if you have a girlfriend in at that point, then you're laughing. So thanks for the question. Thanks for writing in. What do you recommend someone transition from beginner to intermediate program? Oh, when do you recommend someone transition? So this is for the Sunday run programming. Um, it's a hard one. I've been told that's quite a big jump and I'll probably check that out. Yeah, it's difficult. Um, I'd say once... Like, why not push yourself? If you feel like you're ready for the intermediate or if you feel like beginners getting a little bit too easy, then push yourself into the intermediate. What I'd encourage you to do as well, I've had a lot of questions about like, oh, it's getting too, um, like the beginner's too easy, but the intermediate's too hard. What do I do? Well, I'd say what you should do is check out the intermediate and change the times a little bit if you need to. Like, you you can do whatever you want, to be honest. Like, the... If I ever set a program for you, that is that is just a guide. Like any program you ever get, it's just a guide. You have full agency over the times you run, over the distance you run. You can do whatever you want. So I'd recommend um, doing the intermediate and checking it out. Who do you go for in the AFL? West Coast Eagles. I was born in WA, lived there for I think four years and then moved to Singapore with mum and dad and my sister. And then moved to Melbourne. I think it was like 04, 05 when we moved to Melbourne. And that was when we had the Judd Kerr Cousins midfield. And dad always said like it was very easy for me to go for the Eagles because um, we were smashing it. Recommendations for running socks, please. Love cushion. Running socks is a hard one. And I'd say the right thing to do would be to tell you to go to Gymshark and check them out. But I'm not going to do that just quietly because I don't think Gymshark listened to the podcast. What you should do is check out two brands. Firstly, the Nike Dry Fit Socks. They have like specific ones. If you like cushioning, those are elite. I wore them in my marathon if it helps at all. I'm not sure the exact name. They're like a three-quarter sock almost. Like they're a little bit too short if you ask me. But they feel elite on your feet. They're really spongy and they're just they're so sexy. The other ones is Stegen, S-T-E-I-G-E-N, I think, online. Dill Buckley actually recommended them to me and they've been elite. Uh, they're quite thin though, real quick kind of effort. So not as cushiony. How do you balance running with playing team sport like footy or hockey? It's hard. I, I don't know if I'd recommend it to be honest. Um, I'd say if you're playing a team sport, there's a good chance you're um, going to be cooking yourself on the weekends a little bit too much. So, um, But yeah, if you have to, let's say you have training on a Tuesday 
And Thursday, I'd say try and fit a run in. On the Wednesday, if possible, almost use it as like a recovery run. I wouldn't, wouldn't be pushing your heart rate over 150. How can you tackle winter running feels? Yeah, I've spoken about this before and it's a really interesting one. I've spoken about like embracing the vibe. So just try and get into it and like, I don't know, it is what it is. Like put a jacket on, spend a bit of money on like a nice soft shell and go out in some trails, get yourself dirty. Like just embrace the vibe. We, we're in Australia, so like the winters aren't too bad here, obviously. Like I have people riding from Switzerland and stuff where it's like literally a blizzard and they're still running. So to an extent, harden up. Trail half Mara or road half Mara? Oh, it's, it's hard. I, I really enjoyed the trail. I really did. But it is also really fun going really fast on a road half Mara. But I'm going to say trail at this stage. From Hamish James. During the marathon, what was the weirdest or worst thought you had during the last 10 kilometers? That is such a good question. I think it's the, 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 most, the most cooked thought I had was like, how can I stop? And how can I stop in a way that is gallant and not going to, you know, make me look like a weak prick? And that was like, well, why don't I just like, fall over <laughs> like if i just run my face into the ground then i'm gonna ha- i'd get to stop running looking back it's a little bit unhealthy that's that's not that's not so great so that would probably be the worst thought i had i was also completely delusional like i was so out of it um and i was watching videos back of me running in like the finish line like running towards the finish line and stuff i was like waddling i was not moving well so it was probably fair enough that i was feeling like that but got through Anyway, how do you feel about treadmill running? Pros and cons. Um, I'd say as long as you're on an incline, then it's it's worth it. If you're not on an incline, it's not really worth it. Generally speaking, I feel like if if you can get outside, just run outside, ideally. Now, we got to take into account like nighttime, if you feel unsafe, if you're in a bloody war-stricken country and you can't go for runs outside, like it'll do. It. I mean, there, there's no other way. So... It's good if that is your last option, but generally speaking, just avoid treadmill running and try and get outside. Um, But yeah, hopefully that helps. And also make sure you're on an incline. Finding motivation with sticking to nutrition on cold, frosty days. I mean, take cold, frosty days out. Just finding motivation to stick with nutrition. Something I really struggle with is being like disciplined with my diet. Um, There's a few things you can do to make sure you're doing it properly. Firstly, um, like meal prepping well and then also meal prepping nicely and just being prepared. It's all about preparation and all about making sure you're set up for the next few days. Um, and then the other thing is just like like sometimes I feel like I just need to write a note on my phone, like harden the fuck up. You know, like let's just let's do it. Don't have that burger or don't go and go to the coffee shop and have that banana bread, which I love. What are your recommendations for essential winter clothes for a run? Um, oh, I mean, I run in the, what I wear in summer is what I wear in winter. Um, you just got to get going and get warm. Generally speaking though, a good soft shell jacket should help. I really like the jackets from like Artrix. I'm not sponsored by them and they're really expensive, but they do some sick running jackets. Uh, but yeah, generally speaking, just a soft shell jacket, maybe even a hat. How do you go about starting your own fitness business? It's all about content, I'd say. Well, if you ask me, I'd say it's all about content. Build a brand first. 
around like your name and who you are. And then from there, you can kind of grow. I see a lot of people start with the business first, which I suppose is kind of what we did with NTF, but we put more emphasis on, on the social side once we figured that out. But like you see people start with like the business first. Hey guys, I'm Louis, I'm selling programs. It shouldn't be like that. It should be like, hey guys, I'm Louis, this is why I'm great for like six months and then start selling programs or and then start selling apparel. I, I wouldn't start with, you know, like trying to force product down people's throats um, because it's not going to be well received. Walk us through your marathon taper and when you did, uh, sorry, and what you did to stay fit but be ready for the run. Yeah, I actually, I only tapered for a week and I almost reckon I could have tapered for two weeks. But my issue was firstly like content and stuff and then I just felt like I think I missed a whole week of running due to being sick. So I was just playing catch up. If I had ideal marathon prep, I'd say three months of like, periodized training building it up and then a two-week deload um so yeah i don't know it's i'm not a professional at, at all any of this do you use creatine for muscle growth i don't use creatine at the moment but um i probably will just before summer get a little bit more size on and then do a little cut and then make that content again that hits all the algorithms what's your nighttime routine um i'm a little bit inconsistent with sleep at the moment probably showing your performance as well but my nighttime routine is pretty simple I like to get my phone off as soon as possible um chuck it even if I'm not going to sleep like I'll just put on do not disturb phone away and either listen to a podcast or watch like a series um obviously you want to get off screens as soon as possible but it's pretty difficult from there I actually always wear an eye mask to sleep um I'm not taking any risks of light coming in and waking me up uh you could probably go further and go with some earplugs but that's just a little bit too far for me um, and then falling asleep, I love listening to a podcast, anything, often Joe Rogan, maybe Lex Friedman, so on. Um, and yeah, I, I sleep through the night and it's not really an issue for me. I wake up with my Whoop band. Whoop's been um, actually huge for waking me up because I hate waking up to an alarm. It's very like, uh, I know I get pissed off when I wake up to an alarm, whereas in a Whoop is just like, it's a vibration on your wrist and it's so like, it's a nice way to wake up. Um, and you can pick up a Whoop if you want to. Use the link in my bio. Uh, that wasn't let in. I'm buying a home, uh, sorry, I'm building a home gym on a budget. What are the essential pieces plus any other? All right, yeah, this is good. Um, essential is going to be a like a squat rack slash cage because you can do squats from that. Obviously, also set, up, set it up as a bench press and then a dumbbell rack or you can get adjustable dumbbells. If you can get those two things, then you're pretty much set. Um, I'd go a little bit further, get, get an easy bar as well. And that's pretty much all you need, if I'm honest. Like you can do 99% of exercises. So get a cage or like a, a squat rack. You can get a bench out of that as well. Obviously you need an adjustable bench and then get a dumbbell rack or you can just get like an adjustable bench press. Thank you guys so much for listening. Really appreciate it. We'll be back, back next week with uh, a better episode. <laughs>